To the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode 12, week 10. Um, so before we get started, remember we're available anywhere you get your podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Um, all right, so quick recap of last week. So overall, Steve, you were six and four. I was six and five. You were actually on the Broncos. Um, we were both on the Bills. I think everybody was on the Bills. Um and yeah, so oh, not great, but it was, they said this was like the last week was the week that Vegas made the most money in like, I forget how long. I had Tennessee. Cincinnati we got both me. had Tennessee <clears throat> too. Yeah. We were both on Cincinnati. Um, yeah. And uh, I think I didn't go back and look specifically, but I think we did bet the Buffalo between was, us. Buffalo was a train wreck. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, between us was the Giants Raider. So you won again. Um, I had the Giants. Yeah, so you're up Outright. to to something. I don't know. Overall, you're up two. I don't think I'm up three, but we'll go back. <laughs> we'll have to go back and look. I have probably have a sticky here from last week somewhere. We'll check it later. Um, all right. So moving on to week 10. Um, we have four teams on by this week. Uh, the Bears, Bengals, Texans, Giants. So first game on the list is Jacksonville at Indy Annapolis. This is a division game. Um, obviously the Jags got a victory last week over the Bills, but the score was nine to six. Um, since their bye week, they have only put up seven and nine points in a game. So their defense came up big for them last week. The offense hasn't really shown up. Um, I think the Colts are playing better offense, defense a little less so. Um, so maybe Jacksonville can put up some points in this one. The line open at minus 10. It's uh, ticked up a bit to minus 10 and a half. I think the Colts win this game, um, but I'm not sure I want to take them at 10. The Jags are two and six. Their two uh, wins came at home. So they're own three away. I really lean it towards the Colts on this. I think Colts are coming together. We're hitting November now where Indianapolis has kind of sputtered in the beginning of showing signs that Carson Wentz is getting healthier. This looks like a, uh, you know, bottom of the barrel team in Jacksonville coming into Indianapolis. Who's just trying to get enough momentum here to catch Tennessee. If Tennessee happens to sputter without Derrick Henry. So um, I like Indianapolis to roll here. All right. Um, next game up is Cleveland at New England. It opened at minus three in favor of New England. It's at uh, minus two and a half currently. So this one is interesting to me. Belichick versus Baker Mayfield. Um, we've seen Belichick have success against the rookie quarterbacks. He had some success against Justin Herbert, um, even though he's in a second year now. Um, I went back and looked it up and these teams have only played once in recent history. And that was in 2019. Um, 
That was when the Patriots still had Brady. They won that game 27 to 13, but that was also the Hugh Jackson Browns. So I don't know how much credit we can put into that. We have Nick. Now, I remember that game because Nick Chubb was the only, seemed to be the, what I remember is the only offense that was happening in that game. He broke one for like 60, 70 yards down to like inside the 10 and fumbled the ball and New England picked the ball up. So they were actually driving. And, and um, I remember that was kind of like, India, it was uh, Baker Mayfield's like one of his first big games, um, but no Chubb this week. Yeah, Chubb is out. Um, both the running backs for uh, the Patriots are questionable, Harris and Stevenson with concussions. Um, so I don't know. To me, I think I want to lean like Belichick's probably usually tries to take away the one thing that the other team does well. So I figured he would probably try to stop the run and, you know, make Baker Mayfield beat him. So to that extent, I like new England in this. Um, the one thing that worries me is, did you see the incident with Mac Jones last week Yeah, where he grabbed the ankle? Yeah. So I kind of worry that like the defensive linemen from um, Cleveland may kind of, I don't know, have a bone to pick with him about that. Um, so that kind of worries me that they're going to kind of come after him a little more in this game than they would have otherwise. So I don't think it's going to be a pick for me, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm struggling on this game. They're really um, going back and forth. And I think that the fact that Nick Chubb is not playing, I like Ernest Johnson. He's a good running back, but like you said, with Bill Belichick's defense, um, the the line right now, it opened at three and is down to two and a half. Um, we'll have to see what it is at kickoff, but this is a difficult game to pick. I want to go against New England here. It smells like a Cleveland win, but regardless, you know, I would probably look to play the under um, in a game like this at 45. You're looking at it in like a 19-13 score, something close, but uh you know, I want to take Cleveland here, but it's scary going against Belichick at home. So yeah, it's a no play um, for me. Yeah, their record's pretty good <clears throat> at home this year. So, all right. Next game up is Atlanta at Dallas. Um, so, obviously, Dallas put up the clunker last week. They're still favored by nine and a half in this one against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta seems to be playing better uh, of late. So I kind of I think these teams played last year and I forgot to go back and look this up, but I think it was a pretty high scoring game. And I think Dallas won by a point. Was this a game they gave away? Yeah. Atlanta gave away at the very end. Like they had a series of of games that they were kind of like blowing at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, The other thing is that Dan Quinn, who was the former head coach of the Falcons, is now the defensive coordinator for um the Cowboys. And I don't know who, who gives, who gets the advantage on that. Like, is it Dan Quinn knows Matt Ryan very well, or is it Matt Ryan knows Dan Quinn very well? Any thoughts on that? Um, I would think that it would, the advantage would be to Matt Ryan because he would see that defensive look a lot in practice. Yeah. Um, so I think, I would think that's where the advantage would come in. I think the advantage on paper is, and on the field is Mika Parsons and Dan Quinn has him. So he's been turning it up. I hate, I look, I think the bottom line here is you can argue back and forth who, who's going to win this game. I think the game, that should be the discussion. Who's going to win this game, but the line's nine and a half. 
you know. Um, I feel like Dallas is going to win, but I can see a, a, a path to victory for Atlanta, which tells me nine points is too much, so I'm taking Atlanta. I definitely think yeah, it's, it's too big of a line. And I don't know that I ever pick Atlanta, at least not recently. Um, no, and listen, this is the... <clears throat> this is the reason why the line's nine. Dak just came back last week. They they got beat, but he, you know, he was coming off the injury and looked kind of like he was sluggish getting back off the bench. You would expect him to take make a lot of progress this week, feeling a little stronger, feeling a little healthier, and being more up to speed to the uh, up to the pace of play um on the field. But I so I think that's why the line's nine, nine and a half. I just think it's it's too much. Dallas is not that good. Atlanta's starting to play better. It's Matt Ryan. Like you so said, this- Matt Ryan's played that defense a lot in his um, you know, career during practice, during training camp. This um over under has gone up four points from fifty and a half to fifty-four and a half. So that's a big jump. So I mean to an extent that indicates a shootout. Now if it's gonna it be seems a shoot- like a game that's gonna be played in the thirties. Well, yeah, if it's going to be a shootout, then, I mean, that's how she take the points, right? Yeah. So, all right. Atlanta to the over. We're both on (laughs) Atlanta there. All right. Next game up is Buffalo at the New York Jets. Uh, Open at minus 13 and a half in favor of Buffalo. It's down to minus 12 and a half. This is a division game. Obviously, I don't know what Buffalo did last week. They lost. I know, but how? Jacksonville. How did they lose nine to six? Like when you're watching, like you're seeing the score. The defense. That Jacksonville defense is coming together. Well, I don't know if it's that. Um, <laughs> Josh when you, Allen just uh, when you see the score and it's you know fourth quarter, it's nine to six, and you're thinking like they're going to score a touchdown and win, and it didn't happen. Like that's how it ended. Um, so I don't know. I saw like a report where somebody. One of the Jaguars defensive players commented about the lack of energy on the Buffalo sideline. So I almost feel like that's how it happened. Like the Jags saw this and like thought that they can. It's called a letdown. They're playing against lesser opponent. They well, know there's that a letdown no and there's a six to nine. Well, you score. never know how this stuff affects I mean, you. So, and you. You know it's happening. You know, the players know it's happening. They're talking to each other about it. They're trying to pump each other up, and it just doesn't work. Letdown is a letdown. It was a bad week for them. But I don't understand how Buffalo goes in the locker room halftime, and they're tied 6-6, to and doesn't, like... Doesn't score in the second half? Yeah, doesn't, like, develop anything to to change this. I just... I don't understand that. That's what I don't understand. I can understand they come out flat, but then you come out in the second half, and you at least score... I mean, that's all they had to do was score once. So, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. We've seen a lot of Josh Allen this year, and he's looked like an MVP candidate. You know, I don't know what happened down in Jacksonville. He clearly um, had an issue, and you ca- you worry about that carrying over to this game against the Jets, especially well, when guess, you got Mike Wilson. Here's who's the other question. Back off the bench for the starting lineup in this game. Seems like he apparently can grip the football now and is going to play. Well, here's the other question. How much did you know how they lost to Tennessee where they decided to go for it on that fourth down and they didn't get it? Like how much did that carry over into this game? Like through the bye week? Like, I don't know. Absolutely. You know, you would have think that, that they would have had like two weeks to kind of prepare for that game, but it could have been a long two weeks. They could have been very disappointed. So, let's listen. Let's be clear. Right. In Buffalo, 
there's only one mindset and that's to win the championship. So, you know, hopefully this is a learning experience that they can bounce back, but that's a, that's the key to a a champion is that you can bounce back from a defeat and not have an impact your play on the field the next week after you lose. Well, and that's what they did when they lost week one to the Steelers. Makes you worry. So. Yeah, but they came back to Miami and beat them 35, nothing or whatever. The score was 35, 38, nothing. Right. So that's what you want to see. It's a little scary. Do they Um, do that this week? Well, I think regardless, they're in for a they're in for a tough battle against a division rival, right. New York Jets, who but have been the Dolphins showing were life. A division lineup, a division rival too. Yeah, but the Jets have been showing life. Yeah, and they're so, looking good. Even last week against Indianapolis, when Mike White came out, it probably would have been a different game. I mean, they fought their way back into almost a cover on that game against Indianapolis if it wasn't for the interception uh, late inside the two minute warning uh, down around the six yard line. So and that was the the backup backup. So with Mike Wilson, what is it? Mike Wilson, Mike White, <laughs> Mike no, White, Zach Wilson, Mike White, <laughs> Zach Wilson, Mike White. I keep getting them mixed up. But uh, Zach Wilson came back to practice, but he's been designated to the practice squad. He's just you know they're trying to ease him back in. So he's already been ruled out for this game. Well, are they trying to ease him back in, or they don't even want him back in at this point? I don't know. I, would I mean, I'm disappointed. We didn't get to see Mike White last time because he left the game in the first quarter. So this he is drove him right down the field too when he got yeah. in, when he started. It was a shame to see him get hurt, but I mean, um, the Bills is going to be, you know, a hell of a defense for him to face, I guess. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. It just seems like a lot of points, right? It is a lot of points. Like what Buffalo's coming off, and I know it's week to week, and they could come in here and they could just smoke the Jets because the Buffalo is a much better team. And you would think that any concern they had after beating Tennessee, right, and then the fallout last week against Jacksonville that they would be back on the horse next week. And that's exactly what the expectation is with a 12-point line. I don't buy it. It could be a 10-point game. I just think it's inside 12, 13, whatever it's going off here. I'm taking the Jets. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it. I mean, I think the Bills win. They could very well win by 12 and a half, but I'm not going to. I got to see it from them before I touch them again. Yeah, I'm not ready to anoint, you know, um, Mike White. The next Joe Montana, but he looked like he has some talent. So I'm sure the bubble will burst at some point with him, um, whether it's him back to the bench with Zach Wilson coming back in or just having a really bad game. And this very well could be it because Buffalo has a strong defense. Jacksonville, after all, only scored nine points last week. So we'll have to see what happens here. But I think the Jets played inside two touchdowns. All right. So next game up is the New Orleans Saints at Tennessee. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of Tennessee. It's at minus three. So we have Trevor Simeon will be the quarterback for the Saints again and no Alvin Kamara. So that's big. Um, But from what I've heard, like on the radio and the TV and different sources, it seems like everybody is on the Saints in this game. And I don't understand that at all. You have the Saints with their third string quarterback without their best player. You got the Tennessee Titans who've won five games in a row. Um, They've won against three very good teams and they're still getting absolutely no respect. Um, So the fact that they, everybody else seems to be on the Saints, I like because I'm going to be on the Titans. Do you have any thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, I like Tennessee. I mean, the, I think the key for Tennessee is you just got to make sure one of the two big receivers is in the lineup. Yeah. If one of if both of them are out, then load up against them because they you know they got whipped by the Jets when that happened. Okay. Um, in overtime, but whipped is not is a bad word. But I mean, they're know. obviously without Derrick Henry, but the Saints have a pretty good run defense, so I, I don't think he would be the path to victory in this game anyway. Like you said, and the Saints have Marshawn Lattimore, who has had success when he's gone up against Julio in the past, which he's he's faced him a lot because they were in the same division. Um, I think he's only faced AJ Brown once. Um, he held him to one catch, so they're going to be able to cover one of those guys. Um, so they definitely need both of those guys on the field. I think to have a chance. I think if they stick to the clear rotation here that's set with McNichols and Peterson, and what there's a third guy involved too, right? Uh, yeah, that foreman. Yeah, so you got three guys who you can be like a three-headed monster and try to best as possible replicate what they're losing in Henry being out for the rest of the season. So it definitely just seems like the key is if they can have one threat um, – between the two big gun receivers that they have, which of course, if both of them play, then it's, it's almost guaranteed victory for Tennessee, the way they've looked. So I know um, AJ Brown is, is playing this week. Um, but Julio Jones's question mark. He came off the injury report, I believe Wednesday and back on it on Thursday with a calf. A so calf. I think it's a calf. Is it a hamstring? Oh, it's been his hamstring. Yeah, That's, he's been hammy. on the injury report every week with a damn hamstring. Put him out there as a decoy, a at least. Not a calf, a hamstring. <laughs> Better be a hamstring. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. All these guys with the damn hamstring, I don't quite understand it. But I know, right? <laughs> anyway, all right. I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee, too. So, don't disappoint me. All right. Next game up is Tampa Bay at Washington. Um, both these teams coming off a bye. Tampa Bay will be without Gronk and AB again. Um, and Godwin now, I believe, is a game time decision. So they're obviously Tampa's hurting for some weapons there. Um, Washington had some guys that were banged up. I don't think Antonio Gibson is, is 100%. He's got something with a shin or something. Um, so I don't know how much healthier they got during the bye week. But to me... I think Washington before the bye week seemed to just struggle to score points. They were put up 13 points, 10 points, 10 points in the last three games before the bye week. Um, Brady, right before the bye week, lost to the Saints on an interception at the end of the game. So I definitely think he's been he's got that in his head while he was on the bye week. So I do think they can they can find a way. Um, they still have Mike Evans. They have Tyler Johnson. will have to step into the second receiver spot, especially if Godwin doesn't play. Um, but they have Fournette who can catch some passes and Giovanni Bernard. So I think they can still get it done. It opened at minus seven and a half in favor of Tampa. It's up to minus nine and a half. Um, and I still think I got to take Tampa here. I like Washington. I think Tampa struggles, especially when Antonio Brown's out, but with the rest of the question marks around the receiving core, um, even though they're coming off the bye. I like Washington here. I think they keep it close. They're playing at home. Um, line started seven and a half. The lines probably should be like six, six and a half. It's opened at seven and a half and the public's betting it up to nine and a half. So, uh, you know, it's flashing at 10 at one spot in Vegas. I expect it to be up at 10 by kickoff. I'll take double digits. I think it'll be a similar outcome to 
you know, the playoff game that was in Washington last year where you know, Tampa's going to be flirting with maybe a 10, 13 point lead, you know, and the end result is probably around seven, eight points. Okay. Six. All right. So we did five. We differ on that one. <laughs> Would you like some action air Tampa, Tom? Oh God. I'll take Washington. The okay. Washington football team. Let's All right, do it. nine and a half. All right, nine. Not ten. Whoa, okay. nine and a half. That's what I got on my paper right there. Okay, I think you've been giving me beneficial lines, like in my favor on some of these. So I was going to ask you for seven. <laughs> <laughs> the way I'm talking, absolutely. Nine All right, nine and a half. Nine and a half is the number. All right, that's a bet. You got it in Friday night, so you're lucky. Because if you would have made that bet with me on Sunday, I'd be getting at least ten. All right. So next game up is Detroit Lions at Pittsburgh. It opened at minus 10 in favor of Pittsburgh. It's down to minus eight in favor of Pittsburgh. And this is another game where like everything that I've heard um, on the radio, TV, etc. Everybody's on the Lions. And that scares me because I was set to take the Lions. I'm a sucker for punishment. But um, when everybody's on the 0-8 team, that scares the crap out of me. Um, and two weeks ago when the lions played the Eagles, everybody was on the lions and we all know what happened in that game. The Steelers haven't exactly been lighting it up on offense and they do have a tendency to play down to lesser competition. The Detroit defense is not good. Pittsburgh's defense is good. Pittsburgh can get pressure on the quarterback. Jared Goff is not good under pressure. Detroit's coming off the bye. Pittsburgh is coming off a short week. So, I mean, there's favors that kind of points the favor each side. Um, I really do kind of want to take Detroit, but I'm just afraid to do so. So I'm just going to lay off this game altogether. What are your thoughts? I think Pittsburgh rolls them. I think uh, Detroit cannot stop the run. The Eagles proved that. I think the, the Pittsburgh can play a similar game to what the Eagles do. They're going to run the ball with Najee Harris straight up the middle. And um, it's going to be a long day for Detroit in Pittsburgh. I don't think the line matters in this game. All right. I mean, I'm not going to pick it, but I still lean Detroit. You want to go back to back on this one? I'll take no, I, I can't. I just can't. Like I said, I was all set to take them. But when everybody's on the 0-8 team, that just screams trouble. If I give you nine. No, mm-mm. I don't want it. What if I give you 10? Nope. Not going to do it. That's strong. Although I do have to make up some, some losses. So you know what? F it. 10? Nine. Nine and a half. All right. Thank you. Nine and a half. All right. <laughs> Nine and a half. <laughs> Are you an attorney? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I screwed myself there, didn't I? Just give me back a half a point. I'll take it. All right. Whatever. Um, all right. So next game up is Minnesota at the Chargers. Um, so this game, I think, could be a good game. It's probably going to be, to me, a bit of a shootout. Um, I've been waiting for Kirk Cousins to put up the clunker. It hasn't happened yet. He's actually playing well. Um, most of the losses that the Vikings, they're like the bad news bears. They lose every game by like a couple points on like a field goal or whatever. Um, so most of their losses have actually been three point losses. The Chargers have a really bad run defense. And obviously the Vikings have Dalvin Cook. So it could be a good day for him. Assuming he's playing, which I guess he is. 
Vikings have a bad secondary, so I think it, it definitely could be a shootout. It's probably going to be a three-point game. The only thing I worry about is the Vikings traveling to the West Coast. But otherwise, I think... You know, Minnesota's in the middle of the country. Well, whatever. I They're mean, still so traveling. It's not as impactful as like an East Coast team, just saying. Okay. They're still traveling. West or east? They're pretty much east, going west. east or west. West. Anywhere They're traveling go. west. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, so, so what are you thinking? I think the Chargers win. You're all over the place on this game. How am I all over the place? Yeah. I think the Chargers win, but I think it's going to be a close game. So I kind of think you got to take the points and take the Vikings. I'm kind of over my like hatred for Kirk Cousins, so he better not let me down this week. This smells like a so, fishy game to me. It's why? almost because it seems like everybody's going to jump on the Chargers. Like everybody wants to like the Chargers. Everybody likes this A-Bear guy, Herbert. Herbert, his name Jesus is. Christ. I, I just think that this is one of those games where Minnesota kind of shocks you. They win by like six. I like Minnesota too. I don't know if I see them like blowing them out. No, not blow, well, six isn't a blowout. But I think they're actually, they're going to control this game. I mean, with Dalvin Cook, I think they can, they can run on San Diego. Everybody's running on San Diego, and Dalvin Cook's one of the Ain't best. Ain't nobody running, running on league, San so. Diego. Yeah, okay. Nobody's running on San Diego. Yeah, they are. They're, They're running not. on the LA Chargers. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. It's like highways. It's like Route 66 and Lightning McQueen going right across the country. Um, and Dalvin Cook is going to be Lightning McQueen this week. Excuse my kid references. <laughs> Yeah, so I kind of think I lean towards taking the Vikings, and I almost just want to. I think you could tease down either side of this game and win. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I'm not, I would, I wouldn't tease this because I think Minnesota wins the game actually. Okay. All right. So we're win the game, then you're probably going to win the game by it could be outside the tease. Now you're you got to keep it with inside three. I wouldn't tease this game unless you're going to take Minnesota. But I think either way, then if you tease it, you you win. So all right, regardless, we're both on the Vikings there. Next game. Tease it, take it straight up. Whatever you do, take Minnesota. <laughs> Next game is Carolina at Arizona. So I don't know what happened to Darnold. Is he hurt? Yeah, well, he was. They were talking about PJ Walker starting this week. PJ Walker starting, and then they signed Cam Newton. What? Huh? They signed Cam Newton. Are you kidding me? No. Oh. I'm not. Huh? I'm not Carolina son. Yes, where have you been? Living I, under a rock? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So Oh my God. <laughs> breaking news. I can't believe my Carolina buddy never said anything. Huh, I, think how about he doesn't, that? I don't think he brings wants to bring up Cam Newton after the last time we talked about him. Why? That uh, didn't go well. <laughs> um yeah, so I think it, and he was at practice today, so he is going to be, I guess, the backup. For this game. So I don't know what this means for Sam Darnold in the long term in Carolina. Like, is he kind of, are they like done? Like, is the Sam Darnold experiment over? Uh, I don't think you can call it over. Well, I mean, they signed Cam. The door for Cam Newton they signed Cam Newton to, the like, job. the salary that they're paying him is not, like, a backup salary. Okay, so on he's, injury reserve? he's on injury reserve. I think it's a shoulder. I don't know. He's legitimately hurt. Yeah, I don't know when this happened though either. A fracture of the scapula. 
in his throwing shoulder. That sounds bad. All right, so they have PJ Walker and so nobody, so they're, they're gonna, desperate. They're going to be without him for at least three weeks. Ah, oh, boy, there goes my season-long bet for over twenty-three touchdowns. <laughs> All right. Um. So okay, we have PJ Walker starting, Cam Newton backing up, um, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are both going to be game time decisions again this week. Obviously, we saw Arizona play. Was it San Francisco last week? And they didn't miss a beat with their backup quarterback. So I don't know. This the line is minus ten and a half. It's a big line, a lot of um question marks and unknowns here. So I'm not gonna touch this game. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. I- <clears throat> It's tough because if you don't know if the quarterback's going to play for Arizona. Well, I almost feel like whether he he has a sprained ankle. So whether he plays or if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. So that would worry me anyway. Carolina has a fairly good defense. And do you almost think that like Carolina's defense was playing very well early on? They've kind of slumped a little bit in the last few weeks. Obviously, they've had Darnold in there kind of not really carrying the offense very well. So this might almost be like a rally from the defense. Maybe now thinking they have a chance that they got Sam Darnold out of there. Well, regardless of Darnold, I mean, the focus needs to be on Christian McCafferty. You know, he's getting back after what was his first week last week, right? Yeah. You know, and I thought that he was going to just kind of be he's sparingly used. I believe he had at least 14 carries. Um, and from a percentage of touching the ball compared to the other running backs, it was clearly McCaffrey's backfield. McCaffrey, there's no T. So McCaffrey, well, <laughs> there's no T in team. There's also no T in McCaffrey. So McCaffrey will best basically uh, be on his own to shine, and I think it'll make whatever quarterback's back there look a lot better because that offense should run – when the defense has to focus more on that running back position. Because one thing we didn't see, whether it was Darnold not being able to deliver the ball or just the lack of attention out of the backfield that the defense was placing on the game plan, these receivers have not really stepped up at all. DJ Moore um, really hasn't been that productive. So I think everything will start to open up with Christian McCaffrey, even if you have Walker back there or if he struggles, this could be a dynamite story that, you know, I'll admit it would be a great story if Cam could come back and take over the starting job with for Carolina and lead these guys into the playoffs. We'll see what happens. But regardless who's behind center, they have a huge weapon in McCaffrey. He's tough to stop. So there's big question marks here with Arizona. It's too much for me to make a pick, but I really would consider taking Carolina just because there's so many points. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Arizona just always seems to find a way to to win. So, I mean, who is it? Colt McCoy, if it's not. Yeah, but I'm it was sure Colt that's what McCoy everybody was saying week. that last week. Yeah, and, and look what happened. So, and I I don't know how much that Two was. Two weeks in a row. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't, didn't have any of the old film on Colt McCoy, but now there's new well, film. Well, I think, I mean, they ran. I mean, what was it? Uh, James Conner had like four touchdowns. Yeah. So, I think it was more like a just a down poor performance from San Francisco, but yeah. So I don't know. It's a lot of points with a lot of question marks. So I'm not going to touch that game. And San Fran stinks. 
Um, well, we'll get there. All right. Seattle. Next game, Seattle at Green Bay. We have a lot of question marks in this one, too. They open at minus five in favor of Green Bay. It's down to minus three and a half. So obviously, uh, Russell Wilson will be back this week um, a little bit sooner, I think, than predicted. So I'm not sure his finger is 100 percent. And I guess we'll find out tomorrow whether Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback for Green Bay. So a lot of question marks in this one. I really wouldn't want to touch it right now. If it is Aaron Rodgers, I think you kind of got to lean his direction with the, you know, the pissed off Rodgers narrative. We won't get into all of that, but um, I prefer it kind of closer to three, but we'll see where it goes. Do you have any thoughts on this game? I mean, it's just tough because is, is Russell Wilson going to come back and be the dynamic Russell Wilson that he typically is? Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough for him coming back after this long layoff. Um, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, then that's a completely different game. They only scored seven points last week against Kansas City, who's been uh, basically a sieve on defense. So I know they're trying to pump up this love kid and saying they looked really good. But for all who said he looked really good, um, coach at interviews after the mm-hmm. game. They were they were liking the development and how he progressed, but really, I mean, he had one drive at the end of the game that got him on the board, so it was a good opportunity to say, "Yeah, I progressed at the end of the game." Yeah, I don't really trust it. I don't don't know. know. I almost feel like being Aaron Rodgers backup doesn't get you very far. Well, let's just put it this way: if there's been any kind of like curtailing of the rules around any of the um, sickness, then they're not going to they're going to be paying a lot of attention to those right now. So I would. You know, maybe not expect Aaron Rodgers to play this game. Um, we'll see what happens, but he might not be ruled eligible to play. Yeah, Seattle, well, we'll know that tomorrow. I, I think you got to look at taking the points here if it's over three points, which right now we're seeing it's still as high as three and a half in most places. All right. So do you have a pick on this game or no? I take Seattle on the points with Russell Wilson coming back. All right, even if it is Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, even if it is Aaron Rodgers, especially if it's three and a half, I could see it being a three-point game. Okay. Well, I will say, I mean, I think the Seahawks, like, have to win. I mean, their record is, like, three and five at this point. So, I mean, that's probably why he's rushing back in, make sure that they don't lose the season. I mean, it's three and five. Doubt that they're going to catch the Rams or the Cardinals. Um I mean, they might less yeah. a devastating injury to one of those squads, but you know they'll have a shot at the wild card. There are. I think it's like kind of an outside shot, even at this point. No, I mean the wild card's still still out there for these teams because you have um, only one contender in the East, really one in the North that, that has an above five hundred record. So you're looking at five and three when you get outside of the Rams, who's the second place team in their own division. The Rams are seven and two, so they're not going to be caught, you would think. Right. But then the next best record is five and three. So you're three and five versus five and three. You're all, you're less than halfway through the season. Right. If you're only eight games played, you're Seattle. You still have nine games left. It's all within reach. Hmm. Nobody's out of this. Well, nobody's out of it, but I mean, they're fighting an uphill battle. Hey, watch watch what happens if uh, either the Eagles or the Giants win this week and they go to four and six. Oh, God. I mean, you think they're dead in the water, but the media will <laughs> portray that they have a shot at the playoffs. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. It's going to be a great week. Somebody else thinks they have a shot at the playoffs. Not me. <laughs> All right. So 
Um, segue into the next game. I on the- say if the Giants win. <laughs> well, the Giants aren't doing anything this week. Yeah, they got a bye, so um, they won't lose. All right. Next game is the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. It The line opened and is at minus one and a half in favor of Denver. Um, I don't know what to make of the Broncos because I was on the Broncos early and then I kind of gave up on them. And then last week they come out and it's Teddy Bridgewater. Well, so here's the hurt. They sucked. They lost four games in a row. Now he's back. He's ready to go. You're going to smoke him. Well, I do feel like this is a good matchup for him because Philadelphia's defense has been pretty bad. They don't really get any pressure on the quarterback and they'll kind of give you the underneath stuff. And that's like Bridgewater's MO, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he'll dink Judy's and dunk it week healthier. all the way down the field. I also, I always worry about teams traveling to mile high. And I feel like this could be probably the best defense that what's his name? Jalen hurts um, is going to face so Jalen far this hurts. year. The quarterback of the Eagles. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> I mean, I lean but Denver. It has no Von Miller, remember? So, are they really the best defense? I almost wonder whether, like, getting him out of there was like maybe he was somewhat of like a, you know, misfit in the locker room, like causing issues that way. Yeah. I don't know because well, they definitely they played their best game last week when he was gone. So, I lean Denver. I don't feel good about it. What are your thoughts? Um, I lean Denver. I don't feel good about it. Because of my allegiances to the Eagles. But when it comes to picking this game, I love Denver. If this game isn't three by kickoff, I'd be surprised. I would load up on Denver here. Okay. I don't like Philly traveling, like you said, mile high. I think with this team, this defense gets down on the second half. It could get out of control from a standpoint of guys tapping out. And uh, going to the sideline, you can see a lot of backups in the defense um, towards the latter end of this game, and it's just getting out of control. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like the way he's coming back healthier. Um, Huge win last week against Dallas. I think they continued that. Was this a letdown for them? No, there's no letdown. It's in their division or it's in their conference. So there's no letdown from beating Dallas. I think they're going to come in here expecting the win and – I'd be surprised if Philly puts up a battle for more than a quarter and a half here. All right. Next game up is Kansas City at Las Vegas. This is the Sunday night game. Open at minus three in favor of Kansas City. It's at minus two and a half. So obviously the Chiefs have been struggling this season overall. The last two weeks they struggled to beat the Giants and the Aaron Rodgers less Packers. And all the teams in this division are have five wins. Um, and this is obviously a division game. The last two meetings between these teams last year were shootouts. Um, they split, um, but they were high scoring, like into the 60 point range. So obviously the Chiefs haven't been playing this year like they played last year. The Raiders have been playing a lot better this year. And obviously they lost Henry Ruggs. I don't think that made much of a difference. But they did pick up Deshaun Jackson. So, I mean, I think he more than fills the role that was left empty by Rooks. So, I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders a lot. What are your thoughts? I like Kansas City. 
I think the the Raiders are reeling. <clears throat> I'd be surprised if they how many more games they win in this season. I think they only got a couple more left. I'd be really surprised if they regain momentum and look like the team they did in the beginning of the season. Um, I worry about some of the in the locker room stuff that. You know, the, the some of the turmoil that they've gone through, we don't want to go into too much of the rug situation, but, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be very emotional. He's basically going to be taken away from the whole team. So uh, as a popular guy on the roster, I just think that Kansas City gets back on the horse here. Um, it's scary going away to Las Vegas and their favorite. Um, but the line is coming down. Well, I guess that's the other question. Does Kansas City really even deserve to be a three-point favorite on the road against a team that has the same record as them? No, but I just think that Kansas City is going to get back on the horse eventually here and start firing. I fully expect it. Who knows if it's going to happen? This would be a good spot for them to get their act together. I think it is a good spot on the schedule for them. And given uh, the way Vegas looked last week against the Giants, which shouldn't be too concerning because it was an away game against a team that's not even in their conference. So it's a good game to lose if you're going to lose one. But um, I think this is going to be tough. We're going to see about Las Vegas this week. They they should put a good game up against Kansas City, but um, I expect them to have problems. And I think Kansas City is going to look better this week than they have over the last month. I'm willing to make this another one. So uh, how about two and a half? I'm seeing two and a half. I want three. I'll give you three. All right, fine. Just remember this is twice. I'm giving you the favor. Well, you gave me one back. What? On the nine and a half to ten. Okay. On the uh, Dallas Atlanta game, I think it was. The Dallas Atlanta? No. Or Pittsburgh Detroit. I can't even remember what games you bet. Pittsburgh Detroit. Yes. All right. All right, so last game up is the L.A. Rams at San Francisco 49ers. Open at minus three in favor of the Rams. It's up to minus three and a half. So this is obviously a division game. Interestingly enough, um, the Shanahan-led 49ers have won all four matchups against the Sean McVay Rams. So I know San Francisco didn't look very good last week. I feel like the Rams are a little overrated. Like they have all the big names, but have they really gone out there and played this like awesome game? Like at all this year? I mean, they beat up on some bad teams. They had the one win over the Bucks, But other than that, like I haven't... Can I tell you how it feels like before you get too, you know, on your your, um, soapbox about... The Rams and how overrated they are. You know who they feel like right now? They feel okay. like last year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like Tom didn't really, he was first year. He was in, brand new with the team. <clears throat> regardless, what was Matt Stafford? Brand well, he's new, with, brand the new with the team. Oh, and we're spending a lot of money bringing a lot of free agents in, right? And it's true. They don't really look like the Super Bowl contender right now i mean they've had some good games they have a great record but they lost to the titans last week and didn't look good at doing it you're bringing in um odell beckham right who hopefully can bring a little bit of juice to the locker room and they can get him in eventually when he gets more comfortable with the offense i don't feel has a good feel where from this aspect let's not get too far into the details of where they're Trying to put it together, they are best football. The best way I can put it is, you feel like their best football is in front of them. And the question is, 
can they gel before the end of the regular season to make that run into the playoffs? Or are we going to have to wait for another year of training camp for Stafford to really get the full handle of the offense from McVay? Well, but are they, Isn't that really the question? Are they even going to have this team next year? I mean, you can't bring all these players in. Forget about next year. We're not trying so to this solve. Is the we year. don't care about that answer. That's we care exactly about this year. Yeah, that's exactly the approach so that they're, they're taking. They're going to start gelling and start winning games. You're going to really want to look to play them and play action on them when you see that development. Because Tampa went on that run from November, maybe December. It wasn't even really in November I until December, where they 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 started blowing teams out and they. I understand what you're saying, but I guess here's my point: is I don't feel like Sean McVay is going into these games with a great game plan in place to beat the opponent that he's facing. I feel like he thinks he's got this talented roster and he's this brilliant coach and he's just going to go out there and it's going to happen. So that's my point. Um, Yeah, I guess some of it's still him feeling out Stafford. I mean, let's remember, I mean, they're less than 10 games together as coach and quarterback and trying to figure out the offense and trying to figure out what really works well. Stafford's a better roller out. He's better on the move passer than um, than Jared Goff was, so he can design the plays a little differently. Well, I mean, you you take last week's game, like you have the Titans who don't have a spectacular defense, but they went out there and they did what they had to do to win that game, and I just feel like that's what the Rams aren't doing. All right, so let me ask you this: from your aspect. Let's just say I'm jumping on the side of trying to make a point for you because I don't know. I struggle with whether I'm too big of a Deshaun Jackson fan, obviously, with you know him playing for well, the Well, that Eagles. was what I was going to say a minute ago is yeah. I don't know that Odell Beckham is much different than Deshaun Jackson. Well, no. like, Let me just finish for a second. Okay. What I'm trying to say is along those lines, I'm not really feeling like he's hit, hit his you know, stride in coaching this team. Like I'm disappointed that Deshaun Jackson had to leave the team, that he wasn't more involved, that they got him involved like the second week um, where he had three receptions for like 120 yards and a touchdown. And McVay said after the game, like he had a good game. We want to get him the ball more. He didn't get him the ball the next game. And then he even called himself out for not getting him more involved. So like, so then Deshaun says, Hey coach, you've said it a couple of times. Like, I just feel like Deshaun could have been used in this offense in the point where it could have looked brilliant with Cooper cup, kind of owning the, the, the media, the intermediate react routes, the smaller routes and Deshaun running and breaking off touchdowns um, on the deep posts. And they had that opportunity. I feel like McVeigh, to your point, is not hitting his stride because if he was, we would have seen Deshaun Jackson should have never been cut. And so I question, well, you bring in, I'm, I'm with you. I see where you're going. I wanted to just make that point first. Okay. I think where you're going is, well, now you're doing the same thing. You're bringing Odell Beckham Jr. in here, who's going to, you know, he's going to be worse than Deshaun saying, give me the ball, right? Right. So then what happens? Is that, does that knock? You got to look at Robert Woods is going to take, people are talking about Cooper Cup really kind of taking a hit and maybe a little bit, but he's still going to get his seven to 11 targets during the game. What's Robert Woods going to do? You know, I understand why Robert Woods hasn't been more a part of this offense. So again, it's part of. So I was saying the same questions and you were too last year about Antonio Brown. Why, are, why isn't Tampa getting him involved more in the offense? And look what happened when they did at the end of the season, right? It looked like 
Tom Brady had absolutely zero chemistry with with Mike Evans. Not that he has the best chemistry now with him, right? But they were struggling to find their you know their rhythm as an offense. And I'm not willing to give up on the Rams. I agree with everything you're saying, and I'm a little frustrated because I have their I pick them to go to the Super Bowl. But we'll see what happens. I, I expect them to kind of pick it up, and it could be this game. And I do like them to kind of put it together against the the San Francisco 49ers because I know McVay does realize the stat that you said when we first started talking about this game that they were uh 0-4 in the last four games. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. it's a division game. He wants to kind of set a precedent against this team. Um I expect him to start this week. I like the Rams. All right. I mean as much as I don't like it, I gotta go 49ers here. You want to make another one? I'm gonna keep track of all these bets. this one I want three. Let's make it three. No, I want three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. I really don't want to make this bet, but okay. okay. Right. I got to make up some ground here. Yeah. Well, I think last week you didn't even, you were like, I'm not betting any of them. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Last yeah. week I bet you and I lost. Yeah. Well, I got a feeling you might be better this week. So we'll see. Well, God hopes so. Well, that was four bets. I'll have to keep track push. of that. Best you can hope for is a push. All right. So best bets of the week. Listen, best bets is going to be tough. I'm going to run down the list of my games that, you know, just coming back here. I, I've given, go back and listen to the whole podcast. I've been giving you games for just picking winners. All right. Winners so you do not want to do the run. best bets at the end? No, I will. I'm just going to say these are the ones that I, I'm calling out as I like the side of Indy. I like Atlanta. I like the Jets. I like Tennessee. I like Washington. I like Pittsburgh. You know, I like Minnesota. I like Denver. I like Kansas City, and I like the Rams. The games I probably like the most is I like Philly to take the L on the road to Denver. Um, I really like Indy against Jacksonville. Um, I do like the Jets. I think they're going to play it tight as long as Mike White you know, finishes the game. Um, I like Tennessee a lot. Um, I think those are probably my best ones. I, I like Minnesota. We talk about Minnesota. I have to watch Minnesota win that game straight up. All right. So I like Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Denver, Vegas, San Fran, Vikings. All right. Any fantasy like action? Like well, I will say I do love the schedule this week for like Fanduel, because I think there's a lot of good matchups: the Chargers, Vikings game, the Atlanta Dallas game, and uh, there's a lot of like injuries, missing players that give value um, on some of the plays. So I think you can get a good lineup in. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think watch out for Adrian Peterson this week. I'm not worried about Adrian Peterson. Just two two yards per carry. But John Connor. I like Christian McCaffrey. I think the two James James Connor. Connor. I think you take both running backs in that game. Um. Yeah. So all right, that'll do it for us for week ten. Peace out.